Welcome to the True Crime Squad. I'm Christy Brower here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. So, uh, where'd you get that fantastic t-shirt you're wearing? <laughs> you guys want to see my t-shirt? Do you? Mm-hmm. It's the FOS list. The FOS list. I think that's just right for Wednesday nights. Now, if you don't yes. know what this means, because this has kind of been an ongoing joke around here at the True Crime Squad for a few years now, but uh, mm-hmm. the FOS list is the fight on site list. And, you yes. know, as we talk about various uh, nefarious folks, uh, you know, mm-hmm. they may get uh, landed right on the top of the FOS list. Uh, you right. Know. You know, Alec Murdoch. Yeah. They're Josh on top. Duggar, right at the top. Right at the top. But in my regular life, uh, you know, the uh, the pigs are frequently on the top of the FOS list and had <laughs> others. But, uh, you know, mostly it's them. <laughs> right, right. Well, and if you would like to see, quite frankly, Judge, it's voluminous with John Fryer's <laughs> Clutch of Pearls right there. So if you're a Daybell Vallow case fan... Y'all know what this means because the voluminous virus is alive and well mm-hmm. all the way through Lori Vallow's trial. It has already kicked in in Chad's, not trial, but hearings. We've heard mm-hmm. the word. And uh, so, yes, if you would like to own your own, your very own uh, shirt like either of these, our merch is now available at truecrimesquad.com. Woo-hoo, Take them so to our Etsy store, and yeah, but we are having a ball with the new T-shirts. They're really cracking us up. Yeah, they are. I, you know, you probably if you saw yesterday's episode, I was wearing my, um, the original resting toad face shirt that is a, a daybell case as well. Mm-hmm. Kind of known for our daybell case, daybell valo case uh, catchphrases. Somebody <laughs> very sweetly made us mm-hmm. a Lori Vallo golden vagina um, <laughs> that we might have to use. That I don't right. know. It was absolutely got to figure right. it out. Mm-hmm. Maybe it needs a mug. I don't know. Can we I don't, what do you shirts? do with a golden vagina know. image? We don't know. Yeah. I think it can go on mugs for sure. It can go on mugs. Why not? Underpants? I don't know. No. <laughs> Probably not underpants. I don't know. Not sure why I said that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> really, Lindsay? <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're working on that one. So this is Wednesday Night Case Updates. Welcome to the show. We have a lot of fun stuff happening uh, tonight. We, we both are a little fried. Yeah. Because uh, we just uploaded our Wednesday, our pre-recorded episode. It was a Mormon Misdeeds episode. And uh, yeah, it's big and heavy. And a lot of information. We both have tired brains. But we're here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, congratulations. Paula just learned that her granddaughter made the Gem State Honor Band. I was in the Hello, Gem State what Honor does she Band. Play? So yes, we both did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, what instrument? We were clarinetists. Yep. There and Scott go. played the saxophone. And Rhonda was a clarinetist. Yes, we were Rhonda all was a clarinetist. Yeah. 
except our sister Kara, who had to play the violin because I don't know, got to be a different or something. <laughs> yeah, she was in orchestra, uh, you know. <laughs> she was in orchestra. Yes, she was. She was in orchestra. Said, said the band kids. <laughs> She's a huge fan of that name too. I can tell you right now. Yes, I loved <laughs> hearing that. Katie yes. for saying that. <laughs> well, I think Katie, you have a very special update for us to get started. I do. Last week we brought you the story of the murder of Marina Placencia. Uh, you probably mm -hmm. remember this was a uh, pretty shocking case. This was a mama mm -hmm. with her four children that was traveling from Wisconsin to Denver via the train, via Amtrak. Uh, Amtrak. She was also with her uh, partner and batterer. And mm -hmm. of course, we know now that he has finally been arrested. That is Angelo Mantic. And yes. after we ran that story, we were contacted by Marina's brother. And I had a nice phone conversation with him. His name is Chris, uh, a couple of days ago. And there's a few things that we wanted to update you on and share from Chris. And we'll continue to stay in contact with him as this uh, case uh, at some point marches into the courts, which, you know, could be a hot minute. This was the charges were just barely levied. He has been arraigned on a $2 million cash bond. So uh, Angelo will be going nowhere because uh, he doesn't have, you know, money. Who has a $2 million cash bond? Apparently in Colorado, if it's a murder charge, that's pretty much it. Really good. Yeah, your ass is staying put. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, but a few things that, uh, that Chris shared with me that I thought you guys would love to hear. First of all, it's Marina's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Marina. Happy birthday in heaven. We uh, hope that mm. uh, your murderer getting arrested is at least something. Yep. Mm -hmm. And for their family as well. Uh, a couple of things. You know, we were kind of down on the police, hard on the police when we talked about this case. Because uh, how the hell was somebody murdered seven years ago and their abuser is just barely arrested? How? Right. She Bunch had, of bullshit is what that is. She had over 30 injuries on her body. Her There were bruises about her mm. like mouth and, and face. Uh there were a lot of things. She had many bro or multiple broken ribs. And there were mm. a lot of things, uh, you know, that wrong here that yeah. pointed a finger real quick. Uh, so we had been, you know, we dissed the police. But I, I do want to share with you that the detectives, the original detectives on this case, ended up uh, in the prosecutor's office, ended up as DAs. And it was one of those DAs who did finally uh, reach out for the expert opinion earlier this year from a man who I should have looked up his name and I don't have it in front of me. Uh, a man who ad initially uh, he was, he's an expert witness and mm -hmm. he was an expert witness in the George Floyd trial against Derek Chauvin that helped to yeah. convict Derek Chauvin. He's an expert witness Good. in the uh, area, the forensic area of strangulation and asphyxiation so in the spring, this detective got him in front of this case. He went through the materials in the autopsy, and he said she was absolutely asphyxiated. And that's where they were finally able to get a warrant. So at any rate, so good on those detectives, uh, good mm -hmm. on them. But also, the 
big props need to be given to Chris's wife. Chris's wife's name is Bobby Rael, and Bobby has never quit. She and Marina were friends. She loved her. This was a horrible, devastating blow to their entire family. Mm -hmm. And Bobby has continued to stay in contact with that DA frequently for the last seven years. And Bobby is a straight up badass. Mm -hmm, straight up badass, a star. And, you know, Chris said that he doesn't feel like this case would have ever gotten there had she not continually reached out and asked for an mm -hmm. update wanting to know what's going on, when's there going to be an arrest, what's going on with the case. And uh, as you guys know, and as we know very well here in the true crime world, it takes the squeaky wheel. It takes mm -hmm. the family speaking up. Not always, but unfortunately, a lot of times, because we have a very, are a very overwhelmed uh, court system and criminal justice system uh, that sometimes is pretty misguided in where their energy goes. And in the case of this murder, it took seven years and seven years of a sister-in-law never giving up, consistently reaching out. And so we wanted to offer some huge, huge props to Bobby for uh, for doing it, for, for making the noise, because this is exactly Absolutely. what it takes. Yeah. Good job. You have done, Marina. Very proud. Absolutely. Absolutely. So... We'll keep a close eye on this case. Again, we will stay in contact with Chris and with Bobby. And uh, and also, uh, we want to send lots of love to Marina's mom today on her birthday. Yeah. And we know Definitely. that uh, the family is feeling a great deal of relief right now that there's finally been an arrest. We also know that uh, there will be hard days to come as this Definitely. case marches through the criminal justice system. That can be brutal. It's not yes, going to it be can. fun. Uh but at the end of the day, here we are. So we'll stay in contact. Uh, at some point, we'll definitely have Chris uh, on the air and interview him about uh, all of this. And I'm hoping that's after conviction. Yeah, uh, definitely. We'll, we'll follow this all the way through the courts. So at any rate, that's what we had there. And Chris, thank you for reaching out. And so much love to your family. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you for that, Katie. Yeah. Well, guys, there's some big news in the Cody Bigsby case. Probably remember Cody. We've been covering his case for a couple of years now. Yeah. This is little Cody. Cody was Cody was one of the four-year-olds that went missing. Remember that year that we covered so many missing four-year-olds? It was during the pandemic. It was horrific. And this is sweet little Cody. Well, Cody's dad is finally in court. And there's been some really disturbing information shared. So there was a hearing today. This was a motion to suppress uh, because the prosecution has multiple jail officers who have heard statements made by Corey Bigsby uh, in regards to the death of his son, Cody, which we can I think pretty confidently now say is a death. I mean, we've always figured it was because mm -hmm. this little child disappeared without a trace. You know, he was so, one of those that dad just woke up and he was just gone and we just don't know. He just was, he just disappeared, you know, as four-year-olds do. Not, ugh. Only murdered so, ones. Yeah. Um, one officer testified that on August 3rd of 2022, Bigsby told him, I found my son unresponsive, tried CPR, I could not revive him. Yeah. 
one problem is that there are um, a lot of different versions of this story coming out of uh, Corey Bixby. Um, let's see. Uh, the officer reported that Cody said he tried several times to revive uh, Corey and asked God to save him. Bigsby also said he realized Cody wasn't coming back and put him in a trash bag and put him in the car where it sat for three days. Mm-hmm. So in another statement made by another officer, she claims that Bigsby on January 30th of 2022 stepped out of his apartment to get items from his car. When he returned, he found Cody at the bottom of the steps unresponsive from what he claimed was a fall. Uh, he said then that he also did CPR several times and stepped outside and prayed. Uh, then he said that he put Cody in the car, drove to Garrett A. Morgan Boulevard and buried him. So then another officer found a letter in Bigsby's jail cell uh, in a notebook where he admitted to killing Cody. Yeah. Uh, he said that he had read, he read that Bigsby had written that he hit Cody's head on the floor, hit him with his fists and put him in the fridge and then buried him. And the letter said that it happened on June 18th of 2021. If you remember, this was one of those cases where it was pretty clear that this child had been missing for quite a while Mm -hmm. before he was reported missing. This was around the time of like Harmony Montgomery and um, some of the other- Ariel Kalua. The West Boys. Um, this yeah. was all around the same time. It yeah. was. It was all around the same time. It was absolutely, that was such a terrible year for these kinds of things. Yeah. So, um, so Bigsby's attorney um, interviewed several of these witnesses on the stand. So she's trying to show the judge evidence that the jail staff or police officers tormented and coerced him into writing these statements. Um there doesn't really seem to be any proof of that. A lot of it was just him yelling it or, or just telling someone. Uh-huh. Um, so the judge uh, said he will give the defense team an hour on Thursday morning to wrap up their evidence. And then um, he will decide whether this evidence can be used to trial. Uh-huh. I'm curious as to whether or not the police have gone to that location yet to see if there is a body. Yeah. Yeah, good question, because, yeah, Cody has never been found. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the judge did rule to set the trial date back, unfortunately. That was requested by the defense team. Um, so the murder trial is now set for March 4th through the 8th of 2024. Uh, the trial was actually supposed to be this week but has yeah. been pushed back now. But this is pretty significant evidence and hopefully this gives them time to seek out this child's body. But who knows what's actually true, what he really did. You know, it's pretty clear that he did kill him. But, you know. Um, also, uh, what, at least one of Bigsby's other sons is um, going to testify. Which I hate to see them do this to children. Yeah. They're going to put the child on the stand in another room and they will be broadcast into the courtroom so they don't have to be there in front of everyone, which is good. Um, The defense doesn't want that, says the child is not a victim in this case and should have to testify in the courtroom because they're assholes, obviously. 
Um, but the judge did rule that they can do the broadcasted testimony, which I'm glad that they're doing at least something to protect that child because that child may not be a victim in Cody's case, but he is a victim of Corey's because Corey went like immediately to jail for the neglect and abuse of his other children yeah. when he reported Cody missing. Yeah. If you recall. Absolutely. So I'm very grateful that we're finally seeing some movement here and that hopefully maybe even there will be a possibility of finding his body yeah and there being some closure for other members of this family who this has been such a big loss and i i just cannot imagine having a young child missing in your family and not knowing whatever even happened to them where yeah. they are that's agonizing yeah so good news sobering news yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody's surprised that Cody Bigsby is dead. I think we've all known that. But yeah, you know, hopefully we're going to see Corey Bigsby get some serious justice here. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, Katie, speaking of justice and whether or not it will ever occur, tell us what's going on in the Delphi case with Richard Allen. Oh, man. So the fight marches on with uh, Allen's attorneys of choice. And Judge Goal, who, of course, uh, essentially claimed that they quit and that she was very surprised. Uh, they're saying that they absolutely did not quit. Now she's saying, actually, they didn't quit. She fired them because of gross negligence. Well, as we talked about last week, there was never actually a hearing. Their due process rights have been completely violated. Uh, Richard Allen's due process rights have been seriously violated in multiple ways. And this judge right. has just mostly for the last, what, eight months stayed hidden. She once in a mm -hmm. while peeks up her head and makes a little ruling here or there. But most of the briefs that they have filed have been completely unanswered. Like this has been bad. And as you know, Richard Allen is sitting in a supermax prison, an accused man, dying. not a convicted man, dying. And it has been a mess. So they came back out and they said, all right, well, that was an on-camera meeting we had in your, uh, in your chambers, Judge. So we want the uh, footage of that to be released. Ooh. And she has ignored those requests. Uh, I don't know if she's ever officially denied them, but she's ignored them. So these attorneys now have an attorney representing them, obviously. So let's go back real mm -hmm. quick. Gross negligence supposedly was because one of them, his office, uh, had leaked some autopsy photos. And then, of course, the person who leaked them took his own life. Now we know they were actually cell phone photos of a screen. Oh, he didn't okay. download and leak them. He took a picture of them that he leaked, leaked them. them. And oh uh, at any rate, that's a very deep rabbit hole as it is, but uh, they knew nothing of it. And that's very obvious now that they had no idea that had happened. Um, that was solely on the person who did it. But there had been a leak earlier in the spring that was their fault uh, that they did have to mop up. So there's kind of both levels of that. But the judge just decided, oh, well, gross negligence, you're out. She uh, assigned two new attorneys to it, one of which is a good friend of hers. 
to be the public defenders of Richard Allen and Richard. And so these guys said, Hey, you know what? That's fine. We don't need to be paid as public defenders. We're going to work on this case pro bono. And Richard Allen is saying, yes, these are the attorneys that I want. And she's still saying, nah, gross negligence. I kicked you out. And they're saying, we didn't have a hearing. You can't just throw us out. So there's been a lot of things filed. There's big arguments going on. They went to the Indiana Supreme Court, uh, you know, to get an actual ruling here. So here's a few things that they asked for. They filed a mandamus, a writ of mandamus, uh, has nothing to do with an anus. It's a mandamus. <laughs> and, uh, well, writ- thanks for clarifying. Uh- There's been some confusion. Mandamus is Latin for we order or we command. A writ of mandamus is basically a written order requiring the lower or- court to do something. So here's what they want the Supreme Court of Indiana to command the lower court to do. They are asking for three things. They want Baldwin and Rossi, the original attorneys, to be reinstated. They want a new special judge to be appointed. See, goal is the special judge because the initial judge immediately recused himself. Right. Uh, Nobody wants this case. mm -mm, No one wants this case. So now we have goal. The attorneys do, but the judges don't. Sure. They want goal out. They also want the trial to commence 70 days from the day the writ of mandamus is filed. Wow. They're ready to go. They're like, no, we want to go now. We have to do something. Our client, who we believe to be innocent, is sitting in a supermax prison uh, in really rough shape. And we need some help. We need. He looks like he's dying of cancer. If you see pictures. Oh, he looks horrible. He's lost. Also, his mental health has devolved terribly. Oh, yeah. He honestly may not even be. capable of standing trial at this point yeah they have asked for mental health evaluations they've asked for lots of things that they have not received this judge just won't give them anything won't rule on anything no just is sitting and so the supreme court hasn't ruled on that yet but they have ruled uh on a request for the judge to have to release her uh the footage of that meeting that they had because she's trying to refuse to do it. So here's what the Supreme Court said. They said on November 6, 2023, Relator by counsel filed a verified petition for an emergency writ of mandamus and prohibition. Later that day, we ordered that any briefs opposing issuance of the writ or any supplemental records be filed on or before Thursday, November 16th. They also ordered that the judge either provide a written reason as to why she's not releasing the footage or just release the footage. In other words, you don't get to just ignore us. You don't get to ignore the claimants. You don't get to ignore the Supreme Court. Either release it or tell us why you're not releasing it right the fuck now. You know? So... This is good. There's also been a amicus brief filed in uh, the support of Richard Allen and his attorneys. And it is by the Indiana Public Defenders Council. They filed oh, wow. an amicus. Mm-hmm. They filed a, a good. lengthy amicus brief basically saying, um, we support these attorneys. We support uh, their 
attempt at getting correct justice here and the correct uh, upholding of the law. So basically they're saying, yeah, Judge Goal has got to go because she is violating the law. And the thing is, whether you think that Richard Allen is guilty or you don't, you should care because A, if this was your family member, you sure would, or mm -hmm. you, but B, <laughs> this case will, there is no way a conviction will ever stick. There will be so much trouble down the road if he is found guilty because right. his rights have been violated to hell and back. This right. is really, really important. This case is important it is. because it's setting major precedent. Right. We're going to follow the law or we're not. Yeah. The Indiana Supreme Court has no choice but to get involved and to make some serious rulings. I suspect that they'll get all of the things they're asking for. I can't imagine that this judge would dare defy them. Right. The other thing is that the attorneys are saying that in the closed door meeting with her, they had discussed them uh, being withheld pay for 24 hours as a sanction for the leak. Mm. Withhold pay for 24 hours has nothing to do with getting completely thrown off the case. Right. And the judge making a statement that this came as a complete surprise to her when, um, no, it came as a complete surprise to them. They yeah. claim that they were blackmailed, bullied, coerced. Well, we need to see it. We need to see mm -hmm. the, uh, Where or at least the Supreme the Court needs to see it. Where's the footage? Yeah. Where's the truth? Because she's trying yeah. to refuse to allow that to be seen at this point. Right. So, yeah. And the you're right, Grand. deserve better. Their families deserve better. Like, why should their families have to be put through this ridiculous shit show? This it's should bullshit. not be happening. No. And this case will never get a clean trial unless this gets cleaned up cleaned up it's yeah. never ugh, How so can it? aggravating yep and i mean they're literally risking the life of the defendant who has not been convicted of anything no it's it's insane the whole thing is insane mm -hmm. so that's what's going on hopefully by next week we'll have a little more from the supreme court uh okay. and have a good look but uh Boy, attorneys across the country are paying very close attention to this one. I bet, because this is, boy, I, you don't often see a judge with such blatant misconduct going on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Amy said the judge needs a drug test or an IQ test, not sure which. Right? Like, what I'm the hell is she I'm thinking this judge needs to hang up her robes because uh, uh, this yeah. is real bad. I think so, too. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Well, speaking of real bad, something is going on in L.A. County. In a span of two days, four current or former members of L.A. County Sheriff's Office have died by suicide. Yeah. Um, the deaths are being actually investigated by homicide at this point. They don't have a connection between them just yet, but it's real tough to think yeah. That in a two-day period, four current or former employees of the same sheriff's department would die by suicide without knowing there's an investigation to them. There's something coming up that, you know, that they know. Like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. So three of them were active in the department and one was a retired employee. So the first death was on Monday morning. Uh, the second one a little after noon on the same day. 
the third one in the early evening, and the fourth one on Tuesday at around 7.30 a.m. We don't have names or anything yet. You know, of course, they're protecting families. This is a terrible thing. But this loss is, is horrific. It's also scary. What is going on? What, you know, what are the odds? They're not good that this many people that work for the same department or have worked for the same department would take their lives. Yeah. It's really bizarre. They have not established a connection between those four deaths yet, but um, all the scenes were initially visited by homicide detectives. So they are investigating them heavily because they've got to be looking at this going, we don't know what the connection is, but how can there not be? Right. But, you know, it's insane. The sheriff said, we are stunned to learn of these deaths and it has sent shockwaves of emotions throughout the department as we try and cope with the loss of not just one, but four beloved active and retired members of our department family. And that th these deaths are a significant loss. And they're looking into it. We don't know a lot yet. It's very new, but something's, you know, is there an internal investigation going on or did they know something that was about to come out? Like there's got to be something more. So we will be keeping an eye on that because I find that well, really disturbing. Something stinks in Los Angeles. That's for sure. It really does. <laughs> Speaking of stink, tell us about Caitlin Armstrong's trial. Oh, God. All right. Yeah. So as we know, Caitlin Armstrong is in the middle of her trial for the murder of Mo Wilson. We talked about it last week. We've talked about this case a lot. Remember Caitlin mm -hmm. who... Uh, Tried to run from the police who escaped briefly for about a mile here a few weeks ago. Yeah. So some things are uh, coming forward that are interesting. First of all, Colin Strickland, who was Caitlin's fiance, and they had broken up briefly and he had dated Mo Wilson. It's why she hated Mo Wilson and was still like canoodling with Mo. He swears they were just friends. But I got to say, Colin's acting like quite the dick smack mm -hmm. at court. He's, he was a witness, uh, you know, and of course he's been there. And mm -hmm. he just can't quit getting into it with the press. He has had three incidences now of shoving, yelling at, or stomping on the feet of members of the press when he passes them. What the hell is your problem, Colin? Good Lord. Right. Uh, the reporter that, or the photographer that got stomped on is filing charges. As Knock it should. off. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. But let's talk a couple of things about uh, Caitlin that have come out here recently. There were two witnesses on the stand today who said that they heard her say that she would like to or would kill Mo Wilson. Oh, man. Yeah. Nicole Mertz. Uh, she was friends with. Caitlin, and she said that they were in a restaurant uh, called Meteor in November 2021 uh, when Mo Wilson walked into the restaurant and Armstrong got mm. super upset. And Mert said it was weird. She'd never seen her get like that at all. It's why she remembers it. And mm -hmm. she asked Caitlin if Colin ever started dating anyone else, what would she do? And she said, I would kill her. Oh my God. But then Jacqueline Chastine was on the stand. She said that she knew uh, Colin Strickland and had met uh, Caitlin through him and said that Caitlin told her in January 2022 at a bike race in Arkansas that she had just found out that Colin Strickland was cheating on her with Mo Wilson 
and that uh, Colin had apologized, but that Wilson kept texting him. And she said that she wanted to kill her or had thought about killing her. God. Now, the week that uh, Mo Wilson was in town, this was when she was murdered in Austin, they had been uh, hanging out a little bit. And Colin Strickland says that he did not tell her, did not tell Caitlin that Mo was in town because he knew that she'd be upset. Uh, apparently, mm. she had been tracking. There's an app that like runners and bikers use. It's like a social mm -hmm. media kind of app that uh, they are a lot of these guys are on. I've heard about this from other people too. Um, mm -hmm. And so she had been on that app tracking Mo. So she knew where she was and what her routes were. So basically people will put all of their workouts and their routes up so that they can track how far they're going and other people can like kind of track them. And it's, it's a social thing, right? So that's how she knew what her, where she was. So she knew she was in town and Yes, mm -hmm. she and Colin had been out that day for uh, burgers and a ride. Wow. Also, when she was in Costa Rica, she Googled whether or not pineapples could be used to burn off fingerprints. Not sure how that would work. Uh, but mm. also had been Googling uh, plastic surgery, which we know she uh, had plastic surgery on her nose while she was mm -hmm. in Costa Rica uh, and lots of things, but I thought that was some of the more interesting things that are coming out. Uh, mm -hmm. Seems like this uh, angry and jealous streak uh, was not as surprising as her family tried to make it out to be. Sounds like this yeah. is what she Yeah. It's pretty terrible though that she tells people she's thinking about killing that girl and nobody told that girl. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yikes. Wow. Okay. Well, in, I guess, a little bit of justice and good news, we have Kendall LeVar Lyles has been arrested now for murdering trans woman Malaysia Booker in 2019. I believe we talked about this when it happened. We did. Yeah. Um, Malaysia was shot after uh, she was beaten by a mob after a minor car accident, unfortunately. Wow. Um, I'm grateful that someone is, you know, in custody for this, but mm -hmm. it's certainly tragic and never had to happen. Horrifying. Uh, Lyles has a plea deal with prosecutors. He'll be sentenced to 48 years in prison for killing her. Um, his trial was supposed to begin on Monday and he entered a plea agreement instead. Good. Uh, here's what Malaysia's family Glad had her to family say. doesn't have to go through that. I know me too. Uh, her family said no amount of time can bring Malaysia back. And although we wish the sentence was capital punishment, our family can finally have some sense of a closure knowing that justice was served and he can't cause any more families to hurt and pain. That's what, uh, Malaysia's mother, Stephanie Houston said. So grateful, at least, that we're getting that fool off the street. Yeah. And I would imagine 48 years will do it family. for him anyway. I think it will. And, you know, rotten hell, Lyles. Yep. Definitely. As our friend AIC over mm -hmm. on TikTok says, first you go to jail and then you go to hell. 
Yep, there you go. That's it exactly. Yep. Uh, let's see. What else have we got? Just a couple other small things here. Uh, you may have heard about the murder of Samantha Wall. She was a, a synagogue leader. This happened in Lafayette Park, Michigan on October 21st. Um, she was stabbed fatally and, and kind of stumbled outside and fell on the sidewalk where she um, bled out on the sidewalk and then was found laying there. She was 40 years old and they have now taken someone into custody in her death. This is Samantha Wall. Um, they're not saying much yet. Uh, we don't know the name of the uh, perpetrator and we don't really know anything else out around it. It has been a concern that this was a hate crime um, where she was, she was uh, the president of the Isaac agree downtown Detroit synagogue. So there was, there's been concern that this was an, an anti-Semitic crime, uh -huh. but we still, we don't know. We know that they have someone in custody, but that is all we know. Um, they do believe that this killer acted alone. And so they do have, you know, they don't have anybody else that they are concerned about at this point, but I'm sure that we're going to learn more uh -huh. as time goes by. And last on my list is that the owners of the funeral home in Colorado that we heard about a few weeks ago, where they found nearly 200 decaying bodies, if you recall this, this is the return to nature funeral home in Penrose, Colorado. Uh, the married couple who own it have finally been arrested in Oklahoma. Uh -huh. uh, this is uh, John Holford. Halford, John Halford and Carrie Halford, and they are being held on felony charges of abuse of a corpse, theft, money laundering, and forgery. So I think, you know, knowing that we're dealing with our own funeral home debacle yeah. here locally and seeing other people yeah. have them is so fucking horrifying. Um, it's I'm glad to see that these fools have been arrested and that they're charged with felonies. Mm-hmm. Because it has taken Lance Peck a long damn time to get charged with some felonies here in Idaho. Yeah. Way too long, although we have seen it. Yeah, for sure. A mm. uh, little bit in Charlie Adelson. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, and actually, this is Charlie. Charlie Adelson was found guilty, if, uh, if you don't know that yet. <laughs> he was uh, found guilty. Uh, that was the, uh, you know, the dentist conspiracy murder. But... Mm -hmm. And that was, uh, it was that on Monday? I think it was on Monday, but the uh, mm -hmm. jurors only uh, had to deliberate for three hours. But now his attorneys are saying, uh, just a day after uh, the conviction, his attorneys are saying that there's a big problem and they want a mistrial. Uh, oh, boy. What because, is that? Oh, for the love of God, if this is true, he says... So the attorney, uh, his name is Rashbaum. Rashbaum. We'll call him that. Uh, he says, <laughs> that's actually how it's spelled. We're going to call him that. Um, that's funny. I was trying to be cool, but no, Rashbaum it is. He <laughs> was contacted by one of three alternate jurors who was discharged before deliberations began. He says this, uh, wild that he brought this after conviction, but, uh, he says yeah. the alternate juror told him that several days before conviction, 
One or more members of the jury asked all of the other jurors for their telephone numbers and entered them all into a group chat. Seems convenient to wait till conviction to report that, doesn't oh, it? Oh, for sure. For sure. There's a bug on me. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> but at any rate, uh, if that's true, then holy shit. <laughs> That was uh, long ago. They'll get it. They'll get it because. Uh, uh, oh my god! If it is true, yeah. The if problem being, true. there could be a group chat now because the trial is over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's way wrong. The jurors cannot have any contact with each other outside of the courtroom at all. They're not yeah. supposed to talk to each other at all, Mm-mm. really. And to be in a private group chat that the court clerk wasn't privy to, uh, no. Illegal. Also, why is this attorney talking to that alternate juror now? Like, or not now, but before the trial was over? Why were they talking to the juror? Because they shouldn't have been talking to them either. No, they shouldn't have at all. So who knows what's going to happen with that? God, I hope that is proven to be not true. Me too. Me too. That's horrifying. Rambahedral wants us to know that it was exactly three hours, 13 minutes, and 10 seconds. (laughs) <laughs> that it took the jury to convict him. Uh, I love it. Yeah. But that is very concerning. This is why we say we want all of the rules followed. We want everybody's rights protected, everybody to do the right thing, because if not, then you end up with situations like this. Yeah. And maybe this is bullshit. Maybe this is a story that's being told by a defense attorney and it will turn out to be not true. Yeah. Fingers crossed. It's kind of like what's happening in the Alec Murdoch uh, trial, right? Or, you know, after trial right now Mm -hmm. um, with the court clerk. Although the court clerk has come back now, full, both feet landing right on the faces of uh, Murdoch's attorneys, right Mm -hmm. on old Poot Poot's face, uh, that absolutely nothing that they have alleged is true. They are full Mm -hmm. of shit and a bunch of liars. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right on Poot Poot's face. Yeah, pretty much. She's pissed. I would be too. Yeah, as a court clerk getting co- a- accused of all of this shit mm-hmm. with you know, all, and all it is is accusations. We have no idea, so mm-hmm. we shall see. Because that's all you know. Alec Murdoch did get. They do get a hearing to discuss a new trial, mm-hmm. but but that court clerk is coming out with both barrels saying, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, none of this happened. You're a liar." Yeah. And I think they should have to, uh, you know, mm-hmm. prove it. You can't just uh, say stuff yeah. like that if you can't prove it. Mm-hmm. Right, Journey. They can they can chat on break and stuff, but they can't have mm-hmm. they can't have contact with each other outside of court. No. And so to have a group chat where they might be discussing the case mm-hmm. at yeah. night or on a weekend or something that's a big no no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cannot, cannot do that. Uh, that's a mess. Well, with Murdoch, I, I think they'll be able to prove that this is just a bunch of bullshit and yet another attempt to. I think so, too. You know, those attorneys are so full of shit and they have just made up a bunch of crap to see if they can get one thing to stick. If that I, is I all any... to be unfounded, I hope there's some kind of disciplinary action. on. I them. hope, this but you know what? Insane. Those jerks get away with all kinds of stuff. Those attorneys have gotten away with so much crap already. I wonder if there could be a civil uh, action from Miss Hill. 
I mean, libel, come on. Right. They tried to screw with her job. Mm-hmm. Well, and alleging things that could put crap. her in jail. Yeah. 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 I would be furious. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is terrible. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh that's uh, good to know. Oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, Nicholas Alaverdian. Mm-hmm. He's filed an appeal. I'm shocked. <laughs> right, Fran, or defamation, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Harpootlian's face could be a new line of merchandise with like two shoe prints <laughs> on it. From that court clerk, like, I had enough of you. <laughs> right? Oh. <laughs> no, the eyedrop murder in Rakasha? No. Mm-mm. We'll have to check that out. We'll have to pay attention. A Harpo in an orange jumpsuit. That would look lovely. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it would. That'd be perfect for old Poot Poot. Yeah. Somebody asked if there's any other big cases starting before the end of the year. Not that we're following. I mm-hmm. The Kahlua case is supposed to be starting at the first of the year. But, uh, you know, it's Let's only see. been put off about a thousand damn times now. So who knows? But... Right. Remember how much Brandon Boudreau got for defamation? $12 million. Yeah. yeah. From attorneys lying about him. A- and I promise you, Jim him. and the Pooter have it. They have it. Oh, for sure they do. Uh-huh. Oh, Ron Behedral says that uh, our resting toad face t-shirts nearly killed them yesterday. <laughs> it's a keeper, isn't it? <laughs> so it. funny. Uh, so what are you guys watching? What are you following? You know, we, yeah, we can't possibly follow it all. Yeah, it, it is very hard to follow them all. And most of our big cases... I, I think your kitty might have turned off your microphone. Oh, really? Or something. We can hardly hear you. Oh, well, hold on. Oh, <laughs> uh, the resting toad face. Right? It, it really is a fan favorite. It is. How's that? Is that better? That's better. Okay, yeah. She did bump something and it swapped from my microphone to my camera, I think is what happened. Okay. I was just looking for a graphic of the resting toad face shirt. Maybe I don't have one. Bad feedback. Is it better now? Or is my mic still? Getting... Oh, all gone. Okay, good. Yeah, I, I was think... going to say, I'm not hearing anything. I got swapped from my big mic to my camera. Ah, uh, Okay. Poisoned by putting eye drops in water, ooh, and taking all the victim's money, $290,000. This case is five years old, just got to trial, but we are on the 13th day now. Ooh, we will have to check that out. That's interesting, because, yeah, is it so crazy that eye drops are so friggin' poisonous if you use them anywhere but in your eyes? Isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah. Well, an interesting way to poison somebody. That might not be something that anybody would think to even... Right? Check out. I've seen it on CSI. That's why I'm <laughs> So did someone, obviously. Here's right. the resting toad face shirt. There you go. Right? Is that Chad at court or what? <laughs> we love it. And his twin. Yeah. Yes, yes. And his John twin. Pryor. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Ron says, I envision Chad as the species ornate horned frog. Google that for pictures, but I envisioned Chad as an ornate horned frog, but I named him a toad, of course, right? <laughs> I love it. 
Snowy yeah. has heard of the uh, uh, the eye drop poisoning before. That's horrible. Oh, wow. It's, horrible. it's such a weird That's thing. Wild. Why would we even use that stuff if it's, mm, I don't know. Don't get it. Yeah. Not good. <laughs> the toad looks better than Chad. True, for sure. Yes. <laughs> toad is still kind of cute, but we did have to get him big bug yeah. eyes. That was really important. Mm -hmm. our, our first attempts were too cute. We had to keep going for a little uglier, little uglier. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fran watching Shannon Gardner and the Ruby Frankie cases. Yes, and yeah. of course, we're watching for Ruby Frankie and um, Jody Hildebrandt, of course, too. But things are just mm -hmm. going real slow with them right now. Their attorneys yeah. said, please give us more time. There is so much to go through yeah. here. Oh, it's the same judge as uh... <gasps> as uh, Daryl Brooks? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Well, she's our hero. She is. She survived that. Actually, he survived that, which was amazing because I don't think anybody was. Yeesh. Mm -hmm. We'll have to check it out. Yeah, most definitely. Oh, the same judge. Loved her so much. Yes. Oh, yes. The Boston case of the hit and run of the police officer. I have been watching that. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. I, it doesn't look like what? anything's happening in Dylan Rounds. It's just no, all quiet on the home front. Everything Nothing. is very quiet right now. Held in, you know. I mean, he's he's in jail. Yeah, and no uh, sign of um, his body, of Dylan's yep. body at any point. Yeah. Uh, Cassie Carly. So Cassie Carly, we've had weren't they? There's some plead outs in Cassie Carly. Oh, were there? I don't know. I haven't heard anything about Cassie Carly in a hot minute either. It's been a while. Yeah. The Dylan Rounds case is bananas to me. That uh, right? they, I mean, wasn't it early June when they finally said that they were going to uh, file charges and then it just went silent? Yes. Shannon Gardner hired Casey Anthony's attorney. I saw that. Oh, yes. That uh, ba Baez guy. Yeah. Well, that's right. There was a plea hearing for Marcus Spanavello, um, but it was continued back in September mm. and um, till January 10th. So, yeah, Cassie oh. Carley is quiet, too. Quiet. A lot of this stuff is going to wind down the last two months of the year with the holidays and stuff. They don't start. New, they don't start new trials usually yeah. uh, in November or December. So we'll see some stuff wind down and then things will really ramp up about the second week of January. Mm -hmm. We'll see, you know, a lot more coming back around. So oh, I'm hoping we'll get some news soon that, uh, you know, there's a plan to extradite Lori Vallow. It's been signed now by both governors. So mm -hmm. now it's just the They're logistics. pretty tight lipped about that. Like a lot of times mm -hmm. we won't even know till she's already been moved to Arizona. Yeah. She's being moved just for um, security reasons, but mm -hmm. I'm, going to assume that's not going to take very long because I would think in January they're going to want to hit that hard in Arizona. I would imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine they don't extradite her soon. There's no reason to wait. They've, they're ready mm -hmm. to roll. So they're, they're, they're ready for her. So mm -hmm. that'll be good. Can't wait to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully she will plea. Yeah. That's an interesting thought, Grant. I hadn't even really considered it that mm -hmm. maybe they'll get her to Arizona and she'll plea pretty quickly. I don't know. Lori loves to go to court. She, she does. Loves she loves the attention. The uh -huh. Plus, if they give her a public defender that's some man that she can, you know, flash that golden vagina at, oh, she loves it. 
She does. I know that might it keep her going. It would make sense, though, for her to plea. Yeah. I mean, she's already in prison for three life sentences. It's not like she's going anywhere. Yeah. But, uh, you Lindsay. know, no one was killed here, remember, according to her. Right? There were no murders, guys. Jesus knows mm. her. Jesus yeah. knows her. Yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Hey, Lady Frances. So, Deshaun Brown trial that may come in early December in Cincinnati. Okay, Lindsay, we'll have to check that one out. I don't know what that yeah. case is. For sure. Yeah. Right, yeah. Lori won't please. She's an innocent goddess, don't y'all know? Mm -hmm. Ugh. Gross. Still waiting for the day that we hear word that Chad pleaded, but maybe he won't. Maybe he won't. I don't know. I mean, you know, there's certainly still time. I just think it's insane to go to trial when they still have the death penalty on the table. <laughs> Come on, Chad. It's never too late to do the right thing. <laughs> I mean, it really is in every way, but still. Mm -hmm. It is definitely way too late for him, but. You know what? If Chad loved his kids at all, at all, he would plead this out and right. not put them through his trial. I agree. But I don't yeah. think he gives a flying fuck about those kids, honestly. Clearly. He, everything not. that he has done has been to their detriment. Mm -hmm. What a jackass. Yep. Oh, Grant said, I don't know if Lori's really crazy or not. I go back and forth. Lori, to me, is not as much crazy as Lori is deluded. Yeah. Yeah, and, I think it's delusional. It, you know, the way that she spoke at her at her um, sentencing was the most delusional bunch of bullshit I've ever heard. Yeah. And I'm a mental health social worker. Think about that for a minute. I've heard some deluded shit, okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, so on the case of Angelo, uh, yeah, so Journey to Justice is just wondering what actual state was Marina murdered in? They don't know. Mm -hmm. They don't know. When she arrived in Denver, she was unresponsive. Uh, EMS was called. They did attempt to resuscitate her, and there was just nothing Yeah, that they could do. Uh, and yeah, so... They're trying it in Colorado, but it's a valid question. I just don't think it's one they'll ever get an answer to. I don't either. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the Yeah. The uh, Spring Thibodeau case, Fran. And we did address that one briefly in our most recent episode that we put up right before the show. Yeah. Um, we talked a little bit about connecting her beliefs up with Tim Ballard and Chad Dabel and Lori Vallow and where some of that is all coming from because it's all connected scarily yep. enough. Yep. Wild. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's everything we've got. Yep. So thank you all very much for being here. We will be back next week with who knows all kinds of wild content. I am sure. Uh -huh. We appreciate all of you that have been here live in the chat and all of you listening after the fact. So whether you're here with us live on video, listening on the podcast, wherever you are, we appreciate you. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for being here. And you know it. We are the True Crime Squad. Take care. <laughs>